0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkwood mm-hmm. show. T to the Motherfucker K, and we do this every week. And I try to bring you something different and interesting. And this beautiful lady caught my attention because she kept it 100.
1: She A listens thousand. to the show
0: all the time, and she said, "TK,
1: what's <laughs> up? I want to
0: fuck you." <laughs> So I said to her, oh, my God, like a bitch, y'all. Y'all got to laugh. Like, oh, no, no no, no,
1: no. No, no, no. This is what he said.
2: Call
0: me. <laughs> because see, I, said, I said, call me. I'm going to tell you why. Because my mind is always turning. I'm always thinking. And you hit me at the right moment. And I thought, that's why I said, don't say nothing. I'm going to wait to talk to you. <laughs> so we could do this live on the show because I thought it was interesting that a person was that honest and forthcoming to say exactly how it, because I teach people this. And if you get to know me on a personal level, I always tell mm-hmm. people, you got to say what you feel and me? what you want or your ass will mm-hmm. miss out in life. hmm and women sometimes feel, oh, I'm not going to say that because he didn't say that to me first. Well,
2: well No, 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 no. Not, not always that, too. A lot of women are fearful of, like, how he's going to perceive me. Like, okay. okay, like, when I sent you the message, some women will... A lot of, to me, a lot of times, like, when I approach men like that, they either think I'm joking or they're like, you're a hoe. But it's not right. necessarily to say I'm a hoe. It's just, I know what I want and I feel like if you come at me, I would prefer you to come at me direct and right and say what you, and say what you mean instead of like bullshitting me or you know pretending to try to attract me just to say right. I want to fuck you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right.
0: So, how many DMs have you slid into this year to somebody you wanted to fuck?
2: Okay, so let's backtrack. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I'm glad. Listen, I'm glad that you asking us. Come on, because what I'm going to say is going to be very, very crazy. So okay. I was in a relationship with this. I was in a relationship with this guy for six years. Yes.
1: Um.
2: We <laughs> we met on social media six years ago, and it was like an instant relationship. And we're going to get into that because you you talked about that one time before, and I'm glad okay. that I'm on with you. So, anyways, we got together. We've been we were together for six years. Towards the end of the relationship, he um he was the type guy who could not keep a job.
1: So
2: mm. right before we broke up, uh, I'll never forget, it was a uh, Christmas party at his job. And, you know, went to the Christmas party. And afterwards, I told him, I said, I know that you're going to quit this job. All I ask is, do not do it before Christmas. And he was like, no, you know, I'm not going to quit. So the next morning, we both get up to go to work. I'm like, hey, are you going to work this morning? He was like, no, nah, I'm not going. Long story short, he ended up quitting the job. Right.
1: So
2: that, So when he did that, I changed. I didn't want to have sex with him. Like I, you know, I started right. like, you know, you know, I started kind of demeaning him as a man because I didn't respect him anymore because I feel like I'm getting up, going to work every day, busting my ass, and you're not working.
1: So and let me ask you a question.
0: So, Hold on for you know. a second. Let me ask your question. So when he didn't go to work, was something happening at the job? He didn't feel well. Was it or did he just had a, a poor ass excuse?
2: He this was the type of person he was he's an ambitious person but he's a and he's a person that has ambition but he lacks the the productivity that goes along with ambition. I understand? Like, you can uh-huh. be ambitious but you have to have you know. So anyway, right. um, long, long story short, we started fighting and fighting and fighting and finally one day I went to work and I never used to check his cell phone because that's just not the type of female I was. Okay. But something told me something told me to go and check his cell phone records and when I saw it. I saw a number that he kept calling as he would call me. And when I looked at the number, I'm like, oh, okay, he's calling one of my family members. So when I called the number and the girl answered the phone, I'm like, hey, I said, I'm trying to see who this number is, and she hung up. Well, she laughed and she hung up. Long okay, so she knew
0: who you was.
2: Right, right. Long mm-hmm. story short, I found out that he had started dating this girl. And me being a submissive woman, I came home, I'm like, listen, if you stop talking, so we can go to counseling, I'm willing to work it out.
1: Long oh, story nice. Chart,
2: Right. So fast forward a couple of months later, he ends up beating me up. I go Whoa. to, right. So I, I took one of his cell phones and I went to stay at my friend's house and I went and used the phone because he took my phone and broke it. Come to find out it was messages. It was, it was videos of him penetrating himself with a fucking dildo. It was pictures of Wait, him wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Listen,
2: wait. hold up, hold up. Listen, I was about to, was about to explain. He was sending pictures of himself to white men. Like, basically, he was kind of, like, doing, like, some real, like, undercover shit. So I emailed him, and I'm like, Brian, are you gay? So he called me on the phone, and he was like, where are you? I want to talk to him. I'm like, no, like, I want you to explain this to me. So long story short, he told me that I made him feel bad because he couldn't keep a job, so he started putting ads on Craigslist. He's been doing that shit. Right. I say all that to say this. After we broke up, my look – at the way I looked at men, like I've been I haven't had sex in nine months and it's because I'm kinda like very leery of men. Like right. It's, right. It's, but when I see like a you know a real like like listen to you talk like especially such Vlad, like the way you describe like your sexual encounters, I was like, I wanna know what the fuck this shit is like. So that's <laughs> what made me say that's what made me send a message to you because I was it's just like I was that's like, nice. like, huh? you, you painted, you it so like, I'm like, damn, I don't wanna know what the fuck this is like. Even right, if, right. You know, I want to I talked know. about sex so, on Vlad. You, 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 you know, Vlad puts you in the corner, you know, he's. Right. You <laughs> go break up situations, but you that's brought up a situation. Well. I, I think it was about when you fucked five women at one time. That, I like, said that, on,
1: oh,
0: I didn't know I said <laughs> that shit. Damn. But, you know, that's a true story, though.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah, that's a so, true story. That's, so that's what made
1: me send a DM. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I did. That's was, that was true. I fought five women at the same time in my younger yeah. days. And yeah. I'll <laughs> never forget it. Um, everybody was asleep. And I was yes. mad than a motherfucker
1: because I'm like, well, who's next?
2: Well, you were like, because actually was like,
1: well, did y'all all like participate? At one? He was
2: like, no, they were like, he was like, no, they they were, you know, they were there. You know, Everybody
0: watched. Having- yeah, he was like, they kind of let me have my time. <laughs> Everybody watched. It was no touchy-touchy and nothing right, like right. that. Because they were, they were all friends. They were doctors and nurses. Yeah. And they came to my first show. It was a comedy show back then called Coco's in Detroit. And these ladies came to my show, sat in the front row. Afterwards I'm taking pictures or whatever. One conversation led to another and they went to the casino. So I'm standing uh after waiting on my money or selling D V D they pull back up in the bin and I had my whip. They all finally had they had their champagne like these were some boss these were some boss women. They wasn't like no trash or no holes or not no strippers. These women really had their shit together. So we go up to the hotel, and this was Alizé was the drink back in the day. It was Alizé. And I tell people this to this day. If you mix (laughs) Alizé
1: and Tennessee together,
0: it would Mm -hmm. knock you on your ass. Or if you take Grand Moirier and mix it with champagne, right, I don't Mm -hmm. care what kind of champagne it is. I call it the T to the motherfucking K.
1: <laughs> when I say that shit,
0: what well, have you lit? Because one of my homies, um, who had a lot of money, but he slipped on the champagne at a wedding. And I put Grandma Ye in everybody's drink. We had the big bottles. When I say everybody was lit. I'm going to have to try
2: that because I love Grandma Ye. i drink just put Grandma Ye and
1: Hennessy
0: together. You put Grandma Marnier. And champagne together, mm. the ultimate motherfucking drink. I am not playing. <laughs> I am not. I don't drink. i I never drank a lot back then either. I don't really drink a lot now. Once in a while, mm. my daughters always say, Dad, why do you have so much champagne? And I'm like, that's what when I have company, and my girl, she's got a smart mouth. Like, you, you don't never have company. What do you mean, would you have company? Because very seldom anybody come into my home. But yeah. That's the way, but I felt that your situation was unique. But keep going with this story about this man. Oh okay. man, this shit is crazy.
2: So, so um, before I found right, let's rewind back. Before I actually found the pictures and the videos, we were one day I was at work, and this is after he quit his job, and he texted, we we're texting, and I'm like, Brian, listen, you know. I need some help. You know, like, the rent's 1,400, like, you know, we got the two cardinals, like, I need some help.
1: Right. And he was
2: like, listen, he he said this, and one of my friends told me that I should have been paying attention to his words. His response to me was, how about I go tricking? And I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, how about, you know, I could be like a, you know, like, how the strippers be? He was like, I could be the male version. I'm like, wow. Brian... I said, "What's that got to do with money?" Okay, that was the first hint. Right. Then one day we're at home, and he's like, "Hey, let's go to the strip club." And I'm like, "Okay." Cool. So we go to the strip club, and he's not like interacting with the women. Like, so these bitches, come on. I mean, you're a man, you know. Like, if right. I was a man, my my dick would have been hard. You know.
0: Right.
2: And I'm and I'm like, I put him to the side and said, "Brian," I said, "You're making me uncomfortable." He was like, "Why?" Wow. I said, "Because." You're not touching the women. I'm like he was like, but I got you. I'm like, yeah, but these bitches, you know, like you're not touching them, you're not doing nothing. I'm like, you know, you making me feel uncomfortable. I said, let me tell you something from a woman's perspective. If I'm in a short club with you, I want you to have the same energy you have with your niggas. Like that shit gonna turn me on. Right. So he went back in there, you know, he's touching them, but he still he looks uncomfortable touching them. Right. So right like, then and there, I'm telling myself like this don't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's the second instance. Then in the okay. third instance. We, when we would have sex, like, if I would be on, like, if he would be on top of me, he would always, like, he would be, like, grab my ass. And I'm, like, in my mind, I'm, like, no, that that's, like, you know, I'm, like, no. And, like, when I would say it, he would, listen, he would take my hands and, like, put them down there. And I'm, like, no. Like, a couple of times, like, I really just stopped midway and was, like, no, I can't do this because it just doesn't feel right to me. Like, I feel like the nigger.
1: You know, right. Like, I right. I don't feel like the woman
2: no more. Like I feel like the nigga. So those are instances that I think that should have opened my eyes and didn't. So right. go back to the you know, when I encountered him about the videos and stuff, he was like, I'm not gay. And I'm like, Brian and I'm I'm gonna DM the video to you. I I wanna DM it to you now 'cause I want you I want you to see what I'm okay. talking about okay, like, cool. as function to me. me. So like in the video he's laying there with his fucking legs in the air with a fucking vibrator going in, and out. I'm
0: like, Nah, hey, I don't want to see that. Don't send it to me.
2: Don't, don't send that it, like, it to
1: me. Nah, I so believe I you.
2: Asked, that so, nigga gay. So I, so I asked him, and I'm like, I'm like, When did you like? When did this happen? And he was like, I'm not gay. You know, he was like, You know, moving but I heard this is and, supposed
0: to be a big thing now. I heard other females tell me that men are allowing women to fuck them with vibrators.
2: He never asked, let me me say this, he's never asked me to do anything to him to that extent. Yes. But I noticed, like, I noticed, now that I think back to it, he used to have a lot of enema under the cabinet in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) But... But I would, I've would i never seen him use it, but when I would go to, because I'm a clean, you know, like, I'm like a spring cleaning type woman. So when I would go in the bathroom, you know, I'd pull everything out and I would clean, i would see them there, but right. he'd have them tucked, tucked off like all the way to the back. And then there was a backpack that he would carry. And then one day I would clean out the backpack and I saw like a little, I guess i guess it's an anal plug or something. Right. And I saw one of those in his bag and, I, and I, I, was like, I was like, what is this? He was like, oh, I bought that for you. But I'm like, I never saw this. Like, you know, it's like it's not in a wrapper. It's not peck, it's Like, it's, right, you know, like, right. It's so that's when I thought I thought when I saw that I thought he was cheating on me. But come to okay. find out, he wasn't cheating on me with anyone. I, with no, woman, he was he cheating was, on you. He was cheating on
0: you
2: with
0: what? a nigga. Yeah. So. um Wow.
2: In the emails, you know, it like he was sending pictures of himself. Like, okay, I'm a woman.
1: Right. So
2: you know, I've taken pictures, well, you know, like, with no clothes on, like, you know, to send them, my nigga, like, that's the type of shit I've done. But in right. the pictures that he was sending, he was sending those type of pictures that I would send, but he was doing the poses. You know,
1: like... Oh.
2: Yeah, like, leave, like, like get on all fours in front of the mirror and take a picture of it. You know, like, and when I started, I started crying, because I'm like...
0: Yeah, I'm gonna cry I cried now. I don't even know the i
2: nigga. I, I cried, because I'm like, I love it. you know like it was weird so you know when uh, it came babe. out you know m- my dad was like right if you look at pictures of you and him together he 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 was like I could see it in him like I could see the femininity in him and it goes back to like when you were talking about Terry Crews um he my my ex wasn't a manly guy like he wasn't right. like, like if we would go places I would have to because I'm a only girl like I grew up with brothers. So yes. I grew up, and I'm the old, and I'm the oldest. So I grew up like fighting niggas, you know, when I was younger from my right. brothers. So when when we would go places, I would have to be the type of person that would be ready to fight a nigga if something jumped off because he wasn't that type of guy. But I loved him because he was the open the door type of guy. He was the, you know, he was the type of guy that you wanted to have like the the sense the. Oh, uh, God. He catered to my needs as a as a man that was supposed to, but he as wasn't a the gentleman. protector. As
1: yeah, a gentleman.
2: he was a gentleman, but he wasn't the protector. Right. And that I couldn't go anywhere and be saying to myself, like, okay, I ain't got nothing to worry about this. I'm just going to make sure I'm good. I, I didn't have that type of um energy from him. So Okay. Yeah.
0: Man, now did you get you know the you know it's the most important thing? And my female fans were gonna ask us, and my intelligent fans were gonna ask the same question: Did you get tested?
2: Well, so when it happened, it was a Thursday. I never forget when I found it. So I, it was too late to call my doctor that day. But the next morning, I called and they they set they set an appointment for me to come in that Tuesday. I went in that Tuesday. I got tested. The whole time I'm waiting for my results to come back, I am fucking on edge. So the I you know, bet. My doctor had to give me Xanax in order for me to sleep because I could not sleep. I was right. so scared. I was so terrified. You know, I'm like, I got a, I got a daughter at the time. My daughter was um, 11, so I'm like, right. oh my god. My, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. like explaining this to people. You know. And finally, when my results came back, like I, was, I was fine. I was clean. I didn't have anything to worry about. But I did worry about that because you got to understand, I've been having sex with this man for six years. I wasn't using a condom. Right, you
1: know? right. So, yeah.
2: Hey, I was damn. Very, very. I still got a compliment to this day about that, though.
1: I some. don't blame you. Shit.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, what's <laughs> up with him? Where is he at? Is he alive?
2: Um. So, he reached out to me. Um. Uh. A year after it happened, he reached out to me. One day I was in my office at work, and he called, and he was like, hey, you know, I just want to apologize so today. Makes a the year, blah, blah, blah. And at first, I thought it was a robocall. call. I'm like, Brian? He was like – and you could hear in his voice he was crying. And he was like, I just want to apologize to this. you. He was like, you know, you didn't deserve that. You know, you were one hell of a woman, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and I left it at that because I felt like that apology was, I I really felt like I deserved that apology, and, and after I got that apology, that's when my life shifted. Like, I, I let go of the anger that I had towards him, and I actually started living. Just hold that second, this, one
1: second,
0: honey. Hold on, baby. Hold on. Okay, go ahead.
2: Yeah. So, okay. um, and he asked, he asked me to borrow some money. Well, he didn't ask me. He kind of was like, you know, I'm kind of doing bad right now. Life sucks. You know, I have this, um, I think he had a court situation, um, and he owed money. He was behind on his fees, And I, I cashed after him the money right then and there. I mean, it was only $150, uh, but, like, I, I, I was not, I was no longer upset with him anymore because I felt like his just due of what he did, you know, ultimately came back on him. Not saying I was happy that it came back on him, but I was like, okay, I don't have to hold on to this. You know, that's been taken care of. So
0: Right, right. Yeah. Man, I don't know what's out there in this, year. <laughs> this, this You hear me? Like, I'm quite sure you heard about the situation with what happened to me with the girl lied about cancer.
2: Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know. But it goes all back
2: that. to um, it goes back to what, like you did a topic on your podcast, and you were talking about how um, like people get together and they get into these relationships and they move in together, and they don't have money. Secure on their own in the event that they break up. And, exactly. But it goes back to, it's true, we, we get into instant relationships with people and we don't get, people don't date anymore. Like, mm-hmm. people don't date. People just, like, they meet, they like each other. And then they get into a relationship, and then it's like for men, for example, men always say, "Oh my God, my fucking baby mama's crazy. That bitch is crazy." But that bitch was crazy when you met her. She didn't turn crazy.
0: You well, just no, ignore. Speak on that part. No, 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 no. Everything with a woman and a man sometimes become different after the breakup. No. See, sometimes women' intentions. Become harsher because women are a lot more tougher than men. Let's make sure we're clear on this. A woman will put a nigga in prison and won't even think nothing about it. And the motherfucker's innocent. That's how cold a fucking female can be, right? Yeah. So? Oh hell yeah, bro. I got it's, it's stories all around. Give me an example. One of my homies in D.C. broke up with his girl. The girl was so mad, she broke in his house, right? Set his clothes on fire. The bitch caught on fire and told the police that he did it to her.
2: Oh, my God.
0: He went to jail for a year until they proved that she was lying. That's how cold this shit is. You got men locked up for rape and never touched a female. But because the young lady was embarrassed with her mom or dad, she kept Mm -hmm. the lie going. Give me an example of my other female friends came in from work and saw her neighbor, another young guy, fucking her daughter. The girl was trying to say it was rape, but the bitch was on her knees with her ass up. (laughs) He That's not rape.
1: That's
0: not rape. He was fucking her well, from the that, back. Yeah. Okay, okay. For, for the
2: sake of this, we're going to say it's not right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so no, no, don't get me wrong. There are some of them who are super crazy without the man. The man didn't, uh, um, didn't see the signs and vice versa with the men. But what I've learned, and that's how like I take my pain, things I've gone through, and share it with you guys. So that you could see certain things. It's amazing how your life, this girl who I'm giving an interview in the future, she was a gangbanger. Straight up motherfucking gangbanger knocking niggas off. She stopped it. Started her own business because of me. I'm interviewing her in a couple of weeks. I gotta interview this young lady. Um she passed away. Her girlfriends reached out to me. And was telling me how she just loved me so much. And I see, the last time I was there, she went to the Mac counter and got her uh, hair and face done just to come to my show. And we talked on the phone a couple of times. Yeah, that was nice. And all I could tell her was, I should have fucked her. I knew I should have fucked her. You know?
1: (laughs) You know, I should have put some
0: fire (laughs) up in her ass for real. You know, yeah, but funny. Yeah, funny. yeah, but damn. So I felt bad about that. But believe it or not, your show was going to be next week. I had told you, and I couldn't find her phone number. So I left a message on the girl who passed away's number to tell, mm-hmm. hey, if you ever get this call, can you tell her best friend to call me back? So hopefully she'll get that message. Hopefully she'll. Yeah, the podcast. Her name is April, out in Virginia, in Richmond, Virginia. Listen,
2: check your DM real quick, and you tell me if this. I'm not looking is at that.
0: Gayest, I ain't looking at that. I because that bitch that's been <laughs> in my head for years.
2: No, it's not the video. It's not the video. It's just a
0: picture that he took that I was just kind okay, of writing. I, yeah, I think book. I'm gonna use this. For, I think I'm gonna put this picture up on. Um, <laughs> post. Back. Like, I'm cold with it. Bag. Hold on a second.
2: On. I did it. Like, I I posted it.
0: Yeah, I'm cold with it. I don't give a fuck. A mm. So we need to expose them type of motherfuckers. Hold on a second. When yeah, I posted yeah. him
2: and did all that, he called me crying told me he going to kill himself.
0: Yeah, fuck you, nigga. <laughs>
2: That's what I thought. I was like, fuck you. Yeah,
0: fuck you. Hold on a second. Babe, I don't see it.
2: I said that. It says delivered. Hold
0: on a second. You have to send it to my phone. Okay, I'm send it
2: yeah,
1: because
2: I don't. See but, it, but, but anyways, I'm, I'm sending it to your phone. But, but like I say all that to say this: like you have to get to know people. Like people, this generation does not date. We do not date. We we see people. We get into instant relationships, and then we don't know the people that we're sleeping with.
0: And, and you know all, what I like, found out. It's a woman I dated. I love her so much. We dated, I know, for five years before we started dating. She got us shit together. And it's just that people want to rush. I don't get it, right, how people will meet each other and want to move in quickly. See, because people are looking for a second income, right, to help with the
2: bills. Well, sometimes then, people are just kind of, like, territorial, meaning, like, if they're living with me, I don't. I know that's mine. Like I don't have to worry about her cheating or him cheating because I, he's in my house.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. That nigga gay, a motherfucker. <laughs> now I need you to do me a favor so I can post that tomorrow. You know, you saw how right underneath the crack of his ass, put one of them see, little
1: circles. Yeah,
0: put one of those circles <laughs> there so we can block it so they won't um I'll take it down tomorrow.
2: That is crazy.
1: Like when I saw that, I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" I Nick, fucking cried. And no
0: disrespect to the gay people out there in the world, because you know the uh, the LGBTQ no, no ain't no joke. But the LGBTQ, no, listen, this it got to be. Y'all got to come up with rules that if a motherfucker going to be that way. He can't be at home fucking women. Well,
1: he can't be thing. double
0: dipping.
2: He was. He was a very religious person. And that's oh, the reason why I was so, man. listen, that's the reason why I was so mad is because he used to be like, a man shouldn't do this, and if a man does this, he's gay. So that's why when I saw this shit, I saw, I'm like, are you serious? That's why I wow. feel the way I feel about religious people. Like,
0: right, right. Yeah. Well, you still want to put on my Instagram today about religion.
2: I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah.
0: hmm it's just that what has happened to this world, everything is, we're all so brainwashed on so many levels. Even when it comes to relationships down at church, we're so brainwashed. We know the truth, but we just don't want to believe it.
2: Or do we have the truth?
0: Yeah, we, we, people know the truth. People know. It's just that we know the truth, but what I've come to realize Sometimes, sometimes, it's best not to wake the fuck up. And let me explain to you why. See, knowledge is a very, very powerful thing. And sometimes, when you don't know nothing, life is fucking beautiful.
1: It's easy.
0: Yeah, they're like, <laughs> but once you read, once you start seeing things the way shit really is. Now you become overwhelmed. You feel pressure. You can't trust people. You can't trust people no motherfucker more.
2: That's what anxiety comes in at.
0: Yeah, you can't. When you meet somebody now, you got to say they have to get me first. Then that trust builds in day by day. Because motherfuckers is getting people for the dumbest shit. The well,
1: that's dumbest like for shit. me?
2: Like you know how a lot of women like after they break up, the, whole, the first thing they come out of their mind is, "Oh my god, all men ain't shit. All men right. ain't shit is fuck." I don't have that feeling towards men. I my paranoia is is he getting.
0: Yep, I don't blame you. Know you
2: know what I'm saying? Like I have yep. a different paranoia with men. Like. I
0: know that a man wants
1: to fuck me. I like, is.
0: Oh yeah, it's, ladies it's, and gentlemen,
1: guys. No, I'm.
0: I, I gotta say this, babe. I gotta give you. I gotta give you love. Let me tell you, when she hit me with "I want to fuck you," I said,
1: "This guy." Nah, part of me said this
0: is a joke, but you know, I, you know, but you know, me being a senior citizen and strong and not on Viagra and shit, you, I, I, you I'm so really funny. impressed. <laughs> but I, i'm really impressed but thank you again for that compliment that's, that's a beautiful <laughs> but she's fine y'all this girl
1: but yeah I, mouthful,
0: so let you know.
1: I,
2: I know that a man wants to have sex with me but mm-hmm. what, what women have to and, and i want to say this to the female viewers and and this is not to denounce men we have the power the power is in our hands so you can't walk around with this mentality like oh i'm a I'm gonna give him a hard time because all he wants to do is fuck me. Yeah, he wants to fuck you because that's—he's a man. Like that's his makeup. Right. Yeah, you don't have—you don't—he doesn't—he doesn't have to get it from you. It's a choice that you—you cho- you choose to give it to him. But at right. the same time, you have to be open and willing to understand that we're—we're we're adults and we're humans, and eventually, it's going to come down to that.
1: Yep. True.
2: So you can't walk around with this, old oh, all men ain't shit. Or, or No, it's, I don't think that all men are dogs.
0: You got to give every man his own piece of paper. And what I mean by that is you got to give him his own chance, but your experiences keep you on your toes to look out with the new motherfucker to help you from the last motherfucker. Mm-hmm. See, like the same thing. See, I open doors. Like my daughters came not get out the damn car. Somebody open the door, but I ain't thinking about no motherfucking man. But right. even when I was coming up back in the day, like you know, it was it, it meant something when you said he was a real nigger. It meant something when you said he was a gangster. He cracked a motherfucker upside the head. Yeah. But these niggas is gay, and still crack you upside your motherfucker head and right. still go out and suck a, a nigga's dick and still kill you like a murderer. So the reputation of being a man now, you, you, you can only take a nigga one day at a time. Just mm-hmm. like women who will sleep with a man every day and a bitch will take him away and the nigga didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And give you a story. Years ago when I lived on Madison Avenue in New York City, 34th Street and Madison Avenue. Me, TC, Mike, Epsley all was in this apartment. And one of the girls I used to date, bad, short haircut, cold motherfucking body. But she saw women too. A man thought that every time she hung out with her girlfriend, they was just girlfriends. they were just going hanging out. But they was fucking each other. And he never knew. How could he not know? He never knew, babe. He never knew. He just thought they were good friends. That's how smooth they was. Just like well, um,
1: I guess, I guess you go I to Dominican.
0: Say. One of my friends, she's uh, um, she was talking about Dominican Republic. Okay. And she was saying how those guys go down there and fall in love with those Spanish women, right? Okay. The Spanish women get up here in America Kick it with the cousin, the new husband, and they bring their real husband from the Dominican Republic up to America, and tell the husband, "Oh, that's just my cousin, but that's really her motherfucking husband." It's a cold world out there, motherfucker.
2: Yeah, it, it is a very cold world. It is. It's it, a cold world, but, it, but it's a reality.
0: Yes. It is. And when I drive around, fly around, that's why I'm to myself. I'm very private, very private, because I've been through so much. I don't know if I'll snap on the next motherfucking situation.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I just rather move. I'd rather stay low-key, flex occasionally, have sex occasionally,
1: and it's keep like him yeah. Because, like I
0: said, I, my my life is beautiful. Like, I I have to go to court soon for um, child support, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Now, me
0: too. I go I, tomorrow. <laughs> now, watch this. Now, and I want the fans to hear this. I'm not going to say her name because my daughter asked me not to mention her mother's name because her mom mm-hmm. is like a bully. And if you, if, she, if I expose her, then she's going to be in the room crying like a hoe and all this kind of shit. She's taking me to court because my daughter gets more money than her. Really? Yeah, we got joint custody. I'm not behind in rears. I don't have no problem. She's taking me to court. She's saying that my daughter is distressed because she has to ask daddy for money when she should be asking me for the same money that he pays for everything.
2: You got to make me understand that situation.
0: She wrote in the profit and loss thing to the court.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That the money that I pay, like get my her hair done, uh-huh. getting her Uber driver, driver's food, dressing her, that money should go to her, her mother, and her mom should give her the money.
1: Oh, I can't no. wait to
0: go to court. Yes, I can't wait no. to go to court. No. We're going to let the judge no. handle this, bitch. You got me fucked up. And if you listen how, to me, anybody, I'll tell you.
2: He?
0: My daughter's 16.
2: No, no, no. The mom
0: of 48. But see, no. I'm going to paint a picture so cold she'll never step in the courtroom ever again.
1: <laughs>
0: now, you already know how I move. I'm not, not yeah. going to argue. I'm not yelling. This you're the most my, dangerous type. I'm the most dangerous type, babe. mm mm-hmm.
1: call, the, call the most dangerous people. Yeah,
0: especially when you're doing the right thing as a man. Mm-hmm. See, I'm doing the right thing as a man, and you want to take me to court because your broke ass don't want to work, because you don't want to do nothing, that you go into your daughter's phone and steal her, uh, uh, go on her um, mobile a cat app. A app? Listen down. She goes on her mobile app, changes her email so she can print out all the bank statements that my daughter gets money from. Oh my God. Yeah, this is how slick this bitch is. She took all she took all the best, but everything now listen now. You know, most women take people to court when the guy is bawling and the kid don't have shit. My daughter got everything. Yeah, but
2: your daughter has it. That's 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 the whole thing. She is taking you to court because she doesn't have it.
0: Exactly. And the court is going to look at her like she's a fucking fool. Yeah. And let me yeah. say something to you. That's when I say I'm not
1: behind,
0: when I say I'm not behind on rears at all, I'm not behind. And this woman is taking me to court. I got I got a surprise for her. Though. I'm just going to say low-key. Watch, I got a surprise for her. I'll, I'll be talking about this situation in the next couple weeks. I'm going blow out the motherfucker water, as they used to say back in the day. But, yes, dear, this situation, this, and that's enough of my situation, hold on a second. <laughs> that's enough of my. though. It's not about me. Hold on a second. Trying to... It's not about me. This right here is about you and your request. You said, TK, <laughs> can I fuck
1: you? Hmm.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, without telling the fans anything. We'll see. That's all we're gonna do. We'll see. So now I got everybody like,
1: oh shit, what the fuck? Did they fuck? Did they get together? (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, I wanna know. I wanna (laughs) know. He fucked (laughs) up. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. That's crazy, but they're going to have they're
2: going to have the same um, feeling I had like after watching the interview. I'm like, damn! Like, I want to know what this shit was like. I want to know. Oh, that's <laughs> nice,
0: man. And, and and that's why I come here to mm-hmm. do this interview with you because there's probably other people who feel that way about me. Because when I look at my Instagram. Ninety nine percent is women.
2: So you've never experienced that before? Well I I am sure you have.
0: Yeah, I think I think people say what they need to say, but no one was so honest like you.
2: Okay.
0: I've had people slide into my DMs that like, can't buy you a drink and we get together and things have led in the past, uh, maybe uh-huh. once or twice. But uh-huh. I very seldom go in my DM because I I got so much going on. I'm always flying. I'm always on the phone handling business. I'm juggling dates because you know I do everything myself. I'm juggling dates, booking stuff. So it becomes very overwhelming sometimes. Let me
2: ask you a question from a man's point of view. Like how like how do you, how do men? I know you can't speak very man, but like how do men feel when women approach? Because you know now women are approaching men now.
0: I think it's great that a woman, long as she, long as she keeps this fibbing in, and she does not come off like she's a dude. Does that make any sense? You want to know?
2: You want to know? You want to know what I did one time?
0: What you do? Um,
2: I, I was on Instagram one time and I was bored, and I came across this guy's page, and I sent him a basketball in his DM,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he was like. I sent it to two people because I wanted to see if they were gonna catch what I was doing. The right. first guy was like, he sent the emoji with the eyes. The second guy said, "You shooting your shot." I said, "Bingo." <laughs> Gangster.
0: Now, you, what's gonna be funny? What's gonna be funny is a lot of people are gonna do that now. <laughs> and that's I like I that. think I'm gonna I do. That. I think that's gonna, I'm gonna name my show. She shot shot. She, she, she
1: yeah,
2: shot. I did mm-hmm. I started to. I started to do that, but but with you, it was different. It was like I wasn't trying to holler at you. I really was trying. I really was curious. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like after watching, I listened. To, I watched that interview twice, just because the first time I I watched it, but I was kind of distracted because I was at work and the phone was ringing. So then I listened to it instead of watching it. I put it on in the car and I just listened to it. And I'm like, yeah, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna want know.
1: Ah, that's and so that's
2: and that's, what, and that's when I took the message.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the awesome sister. So, so, like I said <laughs> and, and it's it's beautiful when the woman is extremely beautiful. Like when you face when you FaceTime me yesterday and you know, I control my emotions I said, Dan is bitch fine.
2: <laughs> you know, the reason why I FaceTime like, is because I wanted to make sure that I was talking to you and I wasn't talking to, like, a manager. That's
1: right, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: because I'm like, because motherfuckers is crazy, you know. Yep. Like, and i like, right. I don't want to, you know, I don't want the manager jacking off to me. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I right. just wanted to make sure so this is him. So that, that was the reason why I think
0: this is Yeah, I do everything my own. I, I'm the I'm the bookkeeper, the travel agent. Uh, the tra- oh, man, I do it. I do it all. And I, and I roll by myself because it's nobody has the determination and ambition that I do. Like I, yeah, I'm very yeah. disciplined. I'll be in bed at eight because I know I gotta get up at five o'clock in the morning. And I just can't be telling another person or another woman, "Yo, come on, get up, let's go." And they can't move the way I move. Because that getting up early in the morning shit ain't no joke.
2: I do it every day, so I know.
0: Yeah, and one person ain't gonna mess me up. Like you know, you could have somebody roll with you, and they taking their time. You could miss a flight. Nah, I'm good. I'll do this. Why I just want
1: to go
2: on record and say this? Um, I truly think that you are. I'm gonna be honest with you. You are really a genuine, genuinely good person. And uh, somebody made a joke about you. It was funny, but it was you know it was true. They were like, "Damn, TK probably was." You know what? Jesus probably went to TK and was like, listen, you know, I need some help trying to navigate to the, you know, and it was funny when I read it, like, I cried, like, tears came. But, you know, he was like, but, you know, he was like, I say that to say this, like, dude, really, over the years, he has to have been this person that he can't get on interviews and not be who he says he is because, like, too many people vouch for him. Right. So I say that to say this, like you know, you really are a genuine person, and I, I really think that um, you have you must have done well by people for you to have this good karma, for you know to still be able to be relevant after all these years because right. you, know, you you have you have tenure in you know in this in this industry. So I salute you, my hat off to you. You know, well, thank continue you, to be the person that you were because. Like when I saw a th- joke. I was funny, mm-hmm. but it was, you know. I was like, "It's a big thing
0: on Vlad. It's a big <laughs> thing about T.K. put me on." I'm, I'm. That's like I'm selling the T-shirts for that soon. Everybody, every, and you I probably go, I dropped my. I you launched my, my um, I launched my clothing line. But what the what, the confusion in that is, I look young, and yes. people can't yes. see it because I look young. It throws people off, like
1: nah. He couldn't have, no way.
2: And I, I, I say every eat. time you do an interview, I always – especially when you're saying something about, like, a, you know, a person that's been, you know, been dead some years. I'm like, right. hell no. Nah, he couldn't have been. Or I'd be like, damn, well, he must have was young as hell, you know, I'm just like you, you have an age, which is good. So that's another reason right. why I shot my shot because I'm like –
1: this nigga don't look old, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I, and
0: I, because I even have to sit around and go, oh, shit,
1: I really did that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: You know, like I'm going to talk about on, on, on Vlad when I go out um, to do his show in, in a few weeks, you know, like on Jack Thriller. Jack Thriller Moved to New York, causing me also. Oh, oh
2: my God, wow. Jack I can't Driller, this. <laughs> he had a choice
0: between New York and Atlanta. I mean, New York and LA. And he said, TK, which way should I go? We talked outside for almost two hours. Because Jack, I, I helped Jack change his name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jack in Atlanta was called Honey Bun. That was his name, Honey Bun. Oh, wow. I said, nigga, you can't be traveling around. The country with a fucking name like Honey Bun to So, anybody that listens to the show, go to Jack Thriller and say, Yo, is TK telling the truth? Yo, he told you to go to New York and you had to change your name. Then the nigga gonna say, He ain't lying. And here's another one that's gonna fuck you up Lisa Ray. You know, Lisa Ray is the actress.
2: Of course,
0: yeah. Lisa Ray is my dearest friend. Before Lisa, before the world knew who Lisa was, me and Lisa used to talk on the phone almost every day. And one day she said, TK, I'm thinking about going to
2: LA. What do you think?
0: And I gave her the blueprint on that shit. And she went out to motherfucker LA. And next thing I know, that bitch was in a movie with Ice Cube balling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at these oh, stories no. and I'm like, this shit can't be
2: fucking real. No, another I'm one that's crazy. gonna
0: fuck everybody up. Oh, I can't wait to drop this one. Harry O. The the founder of Duff with Shook Knight. Uh huh.
2: Uh huh.
0: That was my one of my dearest friends, and I can't wait to tell that story when I go on Vlad. How I mean, Harry O. was tight back in the day before he got locked up. Now I'm
2: telling you, this why. is like.
0: Why I did all this shit, I don't know. Like I can't even read. And I did all of this, but it happened.
2: It like really I said, happened. you, you, you genuinely. I, you know, and I don't know you, but I'm gonna be honest with you. You have to have truly, you know, been a good person because, like, it, it has come back on you. You know.
0: And I love helping people, sweetie.
1: Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me it tell has, you it something. Come back.
0: It means everything. See, a lot of people don't know who, why they're on this earth. See, I know my yes, purpose on Yes, a lot of earth. people,
2: a lot, exactly. A lot of people have not found their purpose yet, and that's okay. Yeah.
0: Right. My purpose is to help people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was my purpose. But you go through stages. Before, I used mm-hmm. to actually take you by your hand and deliver mm-hmm. you to your success.
2: Right, right.
0: I don't have that energy anymore. So what I do is I talk to people. And if you could talk to me and listen to everything I say, I give you the inspiration and the knowledge. And sometimes you got to catch it in that fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes. You got to catch, because you may not get on the phone with me ever again. You may not ever see me again. But if I stop and talk to you, you better motherfucker listen.
1: I'm but let me drop. tell you with okay. you
2: people have to be open to understand you're a very honest you're a very raw person i'm gonna say raw because honestly you know um can be taken right interpreted. you're a very raw person like so they have to be be ready to accept that you don't show nothing mm-hmm. you're
1: not
2: a you're not a you're not an asshole but you're you're very raw like very, very, very raw. And that's what and, um, I respect about you.
0: And I have to be that way because I'm a gentle giant off stage or off the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just that I, I, I'm i tough with people because mm-hmm. this world will eat your ass alive.
2: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. If you come
0: out here, out that door, out your door, and you come out soft, you come out tiptoeing. you know, and what I mean by that, not having common sense, Trusting everybody, smiling in everybody's face, your ass gonna get gotten. So I want people to still have a a beautiful heart, still help people if you can. But don't let nobody take advantage of you. Always make sure people respect you, especially to our ladies. Don't be putting yourselves in crazy situations in a in a man's car late at night. Right. Do things decent. And I don't mind you ladies twerking. I think that's cool. But I say grown women twerking. Everybody wants to shake their ass. But Mm -hmm. don't do it in front of your child. Mm
1: -hmm. Don't do
0: it shaking your ass and your son is right there or your daughter looking at you shaking your ass in the camera. Mm -hmm. Because that influences children when they're young. Yes. You know, See, a female is an influencer. I don't understand what I mean. A woman is so beautiful. You got titties, you got ass. You've got the hair, you got the skin. So when you're taking pictures and talking shit, and that kid sees you every day acting in a certain way, putting your shoes on, putting your bras on, acting crazy. If you loud, your child going to grow up to be loud. If you curse a lot, your daughter or son's going to grow up cursing a lot. And I always tell females, try not to use profanity if you can. I'm not saying don't ever not use it. Use it as a weapon. But most of the day, try to be a lady. Because someone is watching you that you don't even know that admires you. And they watch your every move and you can influence them. To Be a better woman or a better young lady, because when I sit back and I see this world, how it's', it's deteriorating the, the females it gets getting to a point where no class and just being crazy out here in the universe to the men who are sleep with a beautiful woman, but not man enough to go live by himself and 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 do it live his life the way he wants. Instead of jeopardizing your life.
2: Life, yeah.
0: See, Bryant jeopardized your life for six years. Yeah. He jeopardized you, babe. And you could have been dead or on your way dying and no one here to take care of your child Mm -hmm. the way you love your child.
2: All because of his selfishness.
0: Oh, because of his selfishness. Because like I say, I'm not, I'm not saying don't be gay, ladies and gentlemen. Gay, be gay. But be gay. Do go all the motherfucking way with it. Woo. But don't be gay and you're putting a woman's life in danger. That's all I'm saying. Like, I know this other couple, this man cheated on his wife or girlfriend. She packed the shit, took the car, went all the way to Columbus, Ohio. He came to Columbus, Ohio to get the car, but she saw him canoodling is the word this young lady used, in a club with another man. He was telling her not what it was, blah, 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 blah. Six, seven months later, she's watching Facebook, and she sees him holding a woman's hand, and they're taking a picture, and they got a ring on, each finger she finds out who the girl is it's a girl that was her girlfriend the snatched up her girlfriend and the girl that he cheated on first with another man she told oh you know he's gay and he's doing that and this is what the girl said i know he's gay i don't care that's what
2: that's what listen the girl that brian i'm gonna say quote unquote left me for yes She stalks me to this day on social media, and I'm like, do you not realize who is gay? Regardless of how you want to cut the cake, dude is gay. Right. So, and she she just doesn't care.
0: (laughs) Wow.
2: Yeah. And I understand. But I thought us as women, because we have allowed, we allow certain things from men. That's crazy,
0: though, babe. For a woman to know a nigga gay and she says, I don't care. But here's the thing, and then we go back to this. It's a lot of ministers who are gay. Oh, yeah. And the wives know that they're gay, and they have a boyfriend living in the house.
2: I, I was going to do. I am going to do a
0: series. I was going to do a lot of episodes on that because I had the women to testify or going doing my podcast, and I decided not to do it yet. But I think I'm gonna do it. I gotta see how I feel. I think you
2: should do it. I'm interested.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. But a lot of pastors are gay. The wise know that the pastors gay, and they got a living boyfriend. And the wife deals with it. You gotta be motherfucking kidding me.
2: But we've accepted this, though.
0: But here it is, though. Here it is, 2019. There's nothing we could do, babe. All you can do is focus on yourself, all you can do is worry about you. That's it. You can't worry about the next person. You can't do nothing. Just like everybody is tripping about Jay-Z. And what people have failed to realize is that we're always looking for another person to fucking save us. Yes. Jay-Z can't save you?
2: He can't save everybody.
0: No, he can't save nobody. You got to save yourself. Jay-Z's not going right. to be in the hood when a nigga get ready to get shot and the cops say, oh, my God, I'm not going to shoot him. Why, officer? Jay-Z just became part of the NFL. Man, you're right. Let's not shoot this nigga. you got to help yourself. Jay-Z, what Jay-Z did was great for him. See, because if you really want to go on some real Um, play-to-play, pimp-to-pimp shit, a nigga should have made a move and said, I'm snatching up Cap, bringing him on, he's going to run that division, because even if it's a a facade, Mm -hmm. the people around the world would have felt good, because Jay-Z was the same nigga who told the world, Don't fuck with the NFL. And Jay-Z is God to some people. Right. Some people tore their fucking Super Bowl go Fuck that. Jay-Z said, fuck the NFL. (laughs) Man, we ain't going, bitch. We're going to watch it on TV. Matter of fact, cut the motherfucking TV off. We ain't even watching it on the NFL. So when he comes back sitting with the man and says, oh, we're past this, you don't bring the man who started all this with you who created this, and even in the interview, he said, I can't speak for Cap, I'm not his boss. That's the way out. Then Cap's girlfriend yeah, said yeah. that she, that Jay-Z never spoke to them. That came out of Cap's white girlfriend's mouth. So mm-hmm. things are getting exposed. Then he oh, people have said that Jay-Z also talked to Jermaine Dupree to not take that deal.
2: I, yeah, I, I don't know if you posted it. Somebody posted it, and and, and I kind of went right into it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me very carefully. Jay-Z did what was good for him. Exactly. That's it. It wasn't good for you. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for the people on the street. It wasn't good for people in South Africa. It was, it was good for him. This is a situation like this is called the modern-day Jesse Jackson, the modern-day – what's the motherfucking name with the uh, – Al Sharpton.
1: hmm
0: When you take advantage of a, of the people's crisis and you swoop down and you say to yourself, how can it benefit me? It only benefits Jay-Z.
2: Exactly.
0: That's it. Now, do we hate him for that? Maybe. Cause he 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 told us to go another direction. Maybe. But then the reality is, if, if it's me, you know, if it's me, nigga, you, you was wrong on this one. On this one, because I think Jay Z's done some some fabulous things over the years. Yeah, but you yeah, only yeah. good is your last decision. You only <laughs> good is your you're only good. As your last quest, nobody gives a fuck what you did twenty years ago. Nobody gives a fuck how many Grammys you have. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that you married Beyonce. Nobody cares that you got a big house. Nobody cares that you got rock nation. Nobody cares. Is what you But again,
1: it
2: all goes back to one. like you said. He he has a. At the end of the day, he has a family that he knows. Once he closes his eyes there tomorrow, he wants to make sure that. His family is taken care of. And well, it's passed like you that said, down because he's
0: straight. It's not about
2: no, now. no. What I'm saying is he did what he did for him. Right. He didn't do what he did for the culture. Right.
0: He did no, what he did what for him. Right. Right. Because see, if it, if it was really the right thing, we wouldn't be so divided. If it and was the right thing, the answer, if
2: he was going to answer those questions the way he answered them.
0: Right. See, that if we were, if it was the right thing. Everybody would agree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not the right thing. It's not. No matter how you slice this motherfucker situation, Cap is supposed to be involved. I'm sorry. If he did that, no matter if he did it for himself or anything, everybody would have been happy. Even if Cap, you could have got Cap playing in the NFL, if you just gave him the job.
2: Right.
0: Nigga, I'm going to hire you. This what you're going to go get a year. We're a part of this thing because we want you involved and we're going to bring the people together by doing People would have loved that shit. They would have stood on top of their fucking rules and clapped and yelled to the top of their fucking lungs. Jay
2: Z! Well, let me tell you, Jay Z is. Is a, to me, he's kind of an example. I don't know if people have read the Willie Lynch letter or have knowledge of it or understand it, but that's basically a move that that was. I can't judge him, but, you know, that's called a state of state. That's exactly yeah. what that was.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And like I said, he's done great moves in the past, but this right here, uh, see, because that's how life is, right? People, just like Bill Cosby and great people who've done great things, you are great until you fuck up. hmm And then people will descend on your ass and forget all these other things you did. You could say, oh, but I did this like I did that. We don't give a fuck. What did you do today?
1: hmm
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the T.K. Kirkland Show. You already know what it is. You already know what it's about. I'm not working this week. This is a weekend of my daughter celebration. We're throwing a beautiful sweet 16 party in Los Angeles, California, and I'm so excited that all my happy children hour. are doing. Yeah, everybody's doing so well, and I'm so happy for God that my babies are straight. Um, But... August twenty ninth to September second. Catch me at the world famous Uptown Comedy Club. You already know what it is. You already know how we get down in the ATL, boy. Shows gonna sell <laughs> out. Make sure you check out show times and all that good stuff. And hit me on my DM. I'm giving four tickets for each show that uh-huh. week. I can't give away that many because I charge them so much paper. I don't want them think I'm taking advantage. of them. And you already know about my girl, Charlotte Anderson, with the um, credit business that's so important. And my man, Rashawn with State Farm Insurance, even if you can't deal with the insurance. And with him, get um, your insurance together no matter where you live in the world from. Renters insurance to burial insurance. Have something, life insurance. Remember,
2: GoFundMe go is fund not me, life insurance.
0: Right? GoFundMe is not insurance policy. You really been paying attention to this show, sister. You really have uh, really paid attention. No, because
2: listen, I'm not trying to be. And when I say this to people, please understand, I'm not trying to be insensitive. But I don't think it's fair for you to not go ahead and pay ten, fifteen dollars a month for life insurance, and then in the event that someone dies, we working people who are working towards something have to take money out of our pocket and give to you to bury your loved ones, I, right. I think that's fair. You know?
0: That's sounds fair. Nice. It's true. Yeah. But what I was saying, you have really paid attention to all the episodes of the T.K. Kirker podcast. And the great thing Thank about you. this show is when I leave this earth and people find out about me after I'm gone, they have a show that they can listen to that will help them with their life forever.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: show right here deals with re- real situations to give you real answers, to make real choices. You notice we don't complain on this show. We don't do none of that. We don't complain about the man. We don't complain about this person. What we do Is find the solution to make your life better, and in your situation, you did the right thing. You left the man alone. Now it's good that you see and look at people and make sure that motherfuckers is not gay. That's your journey. Well, I said it as a joke, but my no,
2: that's no joke. No, no, I, I said I. Well, I say it, you know, to to make light of the situation,
1: but okay.
2: I I just know going forward, you know, and, and I took this from one of your podcasts. Like you, going forward, I'm not in a rush to get into another relationship. I'm still young. I'm 34. I had the rest of my life ahead of me. Right. I just know the next time that I get with a man, I know that I want to be secure in myself because when I met him, I wasn't secure in myself. I didn't really mm. love myself. I was I was insecure. I okay. look for him to validate me. Right. So that's that's what I took away from this. And ladies, to say something to you, and I hope, I hope it resonates, well, don't wait for a man to validate who you are. Know who you are.
1: Yeah. Understand
2: who you are. Know what you want in life. So that way when you get with a man, you don't have to stay in a relationship for six years because you feel scared to leave because you feel like, hey, I've been with him. Nobody else is gonna want me. Yeah, yeah. that's know crazy. Who you, know who you are. And yeah. you fine. God damn. You look at the mirror. When you look in the mirror, don't you say to yourself, like, I'll fuck me. Now, Thank now you. I do. Now I do that now. But th- I'm gonna be honest with you. Those six years, the reason why I did not leave, even even after having to go to work in the summertime with a turtleneck on because my neck was black and purple, or wearing sunglasses because you know I've been He's fighting the all night before. Yeah, the reason why I did not wow. leave, and I know people are going to be like, why didn't leave? I didn't leave because emotionally, he had took me down so much and made me believe that no other man would want me, even though, like TK says, you know, physically, you know, looking at me, you know, of course, another man probably would have wanted me, because mentally, right. he made me believe that no other man would want me, and I believed that. So I, I was a gave. Me.
0: Well, let me tell you, I would yeah. never cashed out that nigga $150 after another nigga take a dick in the ass <laughs> and got his ass up in the air, I'd have that nigga the fuck out. And after all that, you still was an angel. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirk for show. Let me Yay. tell you, everybody, I love you guys the, the, to the utmost. I'm so glad that I'm helping you guys out so much with this show. All I ask is that you tell somebody who knows somebody about the show so we can help them out, too. Hit me on my Instagram. No matter what you're feeling, no matter what you want, whether you want to fuck (laughs) me or or be my friend or whatever, I'm down. I'll take the call. But give me time to get back to you. You know I'm a busy man. May God bless Mm -hmm. you. May your pain be champagne. Tea to the motherfucking gang. Gone. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com.
2: This episode of the TK Kirkland Show
0: was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne Magad. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.